Hey, what's up, what's good? It's Jordan, and it's Showtime Balling, the podcast, Balling on All Levels. Let's get it. In this episode, we speak to one of the hottest prospects that come currently out of New Zealand. It's Mitchell Dance. Over the past five to six years, he's absolutely dominated through high school, representative, and even on a national scale. Winning multiple MVPs and national titles when we went back to back with Ros Mini High School in Auckland. In this episode, we speak about his origins, his inspirations, and his goals to pave his pathway into his own legacy. We also talk about the time over in America where he played for Prolific Prep, sharing a court with Triple B's very own LaMelo Ball. This is going to be an excellent episode for all ages. And it's going to show a lot of value. I know you're going to enjoy it. Without further ado, let's go. Sweet, welcome to the show again. In this episode, special episode, we're speaking to the present. We're not talking about the future, we're talking about the present right about now. Um, in this show, we're speaking to Mitchell Dance. Kia ora, bro, how are you doing? Yeah, good, bro, thank you. Awesome. Uh, thank you for taking the time out to come and speak to us. Um, I know... Our listeners are going to get value out of this because, my man, like I said again, uh, you're not the future, you're the right now. Awesome. So, um, yeah, so tell us about yourself. Where are you from? Uh, originally grew up in Hamilton. I was uh, been there for about 10 years before moving up to Auckland. Um, halfway through like year six. I made the move with my family, obviously for sport, for my sporting as well. But I, I was rugby at the time, played rugby my whole life mm. until moving to Auckland. So... I think I picked up, started to pick up a basketball about year seven with a guy called Tony Pompelia. He was kind of, he used to coach my dad when my dad was my age. So he kind of got me into the loop of playing basketball. And then just from, from then on, just going to all his trainings and going to a few camps at Hibiscus Coast, just kind of, that's where I fell in love with the game. And that was kind of my upbringing of my way through to basketball. Okay, so you speak about your dad. Was he um, notably playing basketball in the time yeah no. so my old man when he was he played junior tall blacks with um Perry Cameron Judd Flavel he um played a lot through high school he went to Northcote College uh played for Ponome Vikings when they were mm. when they were out but then um decided to sign a rugby contract overseas and was playing professional rugby overseas so he kind of switched it um in my age like he went from basketball to rugby where I went from rugby to basketball yeah so kind of switched that thing so he's got a, still got a bit of knowledge and stuff like that so he helps me out quite a lot just obviously yeah with basketball and his experience through playing um but yeah so you were quite a promising rugby rugby player would you say yeah I mean probably growing up I was better at playing rugby than I was at basketball so what was the switch why why do you fall for basketball why'd you say hey look this is the pathway that I'm going to go for I guess it was just, especially growing up, it was something different, like obviously switching to another sport because I basically just played rugby and touch, that was kind of the whole thing, mm. and then learning a new sport, and then I got, a, I guess I was starting to get good at it, making rep teams, and then won my first MEP under 13s with Coast and Dunedin, uh, and then I made the New Zealand trial for that age group, when I went to my first Kuri tour as well, and then the New Zealand trial, so kind of I saw my, making me a pathway, and I started creating my own legacy, um, kind of instead of following my dad's tracks, I guess, playing rugby, I kind of paved my own way. Um, and then, yeah, I just kind of loved the game from there, and it just obviously has taken me places from there. Yeah, so, like, different skill set from rugby to basketball. Like, I've had this conversation with a lot of aspiring athletes. Uh, some have done the other way around. They've gone basketball, but gone rugby, but basketball still sits in their heart and their soul, and they're like, ooh, hard to pick and choose. Um, was it hard for you to pick and choose? Yeah, it was kind of big. I think I decided I had to pick... When I was year 10, I had to pick between Premier Basketball 
and obviously playing rugby at school that was kind of the big thing and it just I couldn't juggle the both even though I'd love to play both first of Dean and Premier Basketball when I was mm. in school but obviously it just clashed and especially with injuries as well if you got injured in one sport you couldn't be I guess with the other sport too yeah so that was sure. kind of a tough time and it was it was a tough decision but I think uh, when I decided I just made the New Zealand team when we went to the state champs under 16 team going to Melbourne so that was kind of a big pick me up kind of I was going that way and obviously I was going over to represent my country which is a huge honour so yeah kind of pay, slowly went that way even though I would still love to play a game of rugby now even though <laughs> I guess my mum probably wouldn't let me yeah. besides getting injured and stuff but I would, uh, yeah I would love to play a game but yeah that's kind of the route I went from there yeah so coming from Auckland moving to Hawke's Bay Feel a bit of a difference here? Yeah, different. a bit different, like a lot smaller, but it's just, it's, uh, I've personally, like my preference, I like smaller towns, smaller communities, and it's just more like a whānau feel uh, with everyone around. Um, especially flying from, I guess, from the States coming down to Hawke's Bay is a lot different too, because that's huge and yeah. a big eye-opener compared to coming back to Hawke's Bay in New Zealand. But nah, yeah, love the move down here and the environment and all the boys and the uh, team of the Hawks as well. It's been, yeah, it's been good. So how beneficial, like... Us coming from Hawke's Bay, we are kind of a small region. How beneficial do you think for your game personally from being up in Auckland? All the different, you know, factions, uh, associations to be around, opportunities, competition. How do you think that helped you with your basketball game? I guess, yeah, moving to Auckland because it's such a big city and more people and uh, more opportunities up there. That's the main reason why I moved for more opportunities. Having more just, I guess, for more development. Obviously having, because I was in the Breakers Academy up there, so I'll be having the Breakers Academy, all those kind of, the coaches up there, like Matt Lacey, Mike Fitchett, um, Paul Hinati, uh, Kevin Braswell, all those guys up there, real, I guess, aspects of basketball nowadays, especially to youth as well, just for mm. youth development. So having all those guys up there, obviously helping on my game, not just my game, but a lot of the boys that I play with up there too is kind of, I guess, yeah, grateful to have them up there because obviously you don't have all those coaches down here in Hawke's Bay. Yeah. I mean, the big coach, yeah, obviously we have Pee, we have Polder down here and he's doing a great thing with the um, academy that he's running down here. Yep. But I guess it's just more more people up there compared down to Hawke's Bay. It's just, obviously it's just bigger um, up there. But I guess having Pee down here, especially with um, the kids around in Hawke's Bay and um, with, with his basketball, he's, yeah, guys, he's increasing and making it bigger you know take Harry that trip over to America taking the boys over there just giving mm. them a bit of an eye opener and kind of make his more his more is it's more family than basketball like down here that's what he's trying to create yeah just to try to get people into the gym and work on their game have some fun and that's, that's what it's all about like instead of I guess if you're not trying to pave that way to go somewhere it's, you're still having fun down here and that's the main thing that's the main thing because we all realize basketball is a game mm. uh it's but some people take it more as a way of life. But if you uh, you know put that in perspective, what does basketball mean to you? Um, I guess yeah, it's kind of what I want to create my. I guess create, like I said, create my own pathway. But it's like I want to make that for the people behind me too, like the younger generation, mm-hmm. especially my uh, my niece and my nephew, trying to make them a pathway too, so they can follow. Not they have to do the same pathway but just something that they can look up to yeah i'll especially make it for my family as well because they've been the main i guess people that have backed me my whole life and my whole way who's your uh, biggest supporter supporting crew yeah my family my mum my dad um and my grandparents as well they've they've pretty much been with me everywhere i've met my grandparents came over me to the world cup in argentina i guess they saved up all year to come come watch me over there um yeah my parents obviously my mum too she's probably my biggest 
my biggest rock everyone I go to so the biggest yeah. support you know we as males always look back at mum so yeah but how was that like seeing them in the crowd you representing your country have the silver fern on your chest how did that feel yeah no it was pretty amazing just to see I guess mum and dad just look how they're so proud in the crowd obviously watching me and it's just it's, I think it's the thing that always me and mum have too especially when I'm playing like I might, I might do something wrong or do something good and I'll look at her and just the look I guess she gives me just I know if I've done something <laughs> wrong or right yeah exactly that's exactly it though I just look at her and she she probably not even doing looking anything but I can just know what she's thinking know what she's yeah. saying so that's kind of the thing we have so I, that's why I love having her at my games because she's kind of my, my pick me up as well if I ever need so yeah so I know you don't like to I know you're a humble guy yeah, but let's talk about those accolades, man. Because in the commentary of myself and Clifton on the weekend, he he went on and saying that Mitchell Dance is the most decorated high school player of all time. Yeah. I know there's we just looked at the list; it's huge. But <laughs> can you just break down the main ones for you? That ones that stick out to you? Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess when he said my uh, titles in all age groups, under 13s, 15s, and 17s. Uh, making a tournament team for under 13, 15, 17, and getting MVP honours as well for 13, 15, and 17s. Um, obviously, making the New Zealand teams go to state champs. That was my first New Zealand team. Um, the obviously, yeah, making the Asia qualifying under 16 team New Zealand to go to the World Cup, yep. and then going to the World Cup in under 17s. Um, two secondary schools um, titles with Rosemary um, tournament team and MVP for those as well. Um, with the Breakers Academy, um, I did that for two years, um, and then obviously, yeah, going to America, uh, playing for Prolific Prep, which is one of the top five prep schools in um, America at the moment, and we, yeah, we had a pretty good season out there, and then obviously, yeah, coming back home and playing for the Hawks. Yes. Those are probably my biggest highlights throughout my life at the moment. So. That's, um, that's, that is that is elite level stuff. <laughs> Like, a lot of kids, they try their best, they work their hardest, um, but what has separated you from a regular, you know, baller at that age? What do you think has separated you from um, the rest? I guess, like, there's just, basketball is more than just in New Zealand, like, it can just take you places, so Mm. obviously being able to travel um, with basketball and just knowing people and talking to the right people that can take you, it's it's, it's just a bigger world out there and it can take you to a lot of places and like obviously just from traveling around a lot obviously being in america and, and traveling um with the new zealand teams it's just giving you an eye opener of like where you can see yourself and what you can provide especially for me is like my, my main reason while i'm playing my goal is to obviously get a professional contract overseas whether it's playing in europe or playing in america for the g league or the nba that's kind of the main goal that i'm at um, obviously just to make money and provide for my family back home just for the sacrifice of money yeah. they've given me that's the dream right so that's kind of the main reason why um, I'm playing at the moment is to path, make a pathway for my nephew and my niece too yeah and you talk about that supportiveness in terms of it's not cheap right um, basketball is one of the most popular sports in New Zealand for school age but yeah. it comes at a cost and yep <laughs> I understand that yeah especially yeah. in New Zealand it's a lot of cost I mean, a lot of other countries, it's financial supported, so that's a big thing. I think that's the where Barcelona New Zealand is trying to hit at at the moment, trying to get that enough money, enough sponsorship, so people that make the New Zealand teams, when they send teams over, they obviously don't have to pay pay anything. That will be the main goal, but at the moment, they're just trying to reduce the cost so they can make everything. Because I know some selections with some of the teams I've been in, some boys are definitely good enough to make it, but they obviously just can't afford it, but not a lot of people can 
help them get there and pay for it, which is kind of sad because they obviously they deserve the spot in there. But it's, yeah, I guess I guess kind of yeah, Stephen Adams kind of the same reason as well. Yeah, so you had a um, you were at the Stephen Adams camp. You were yeah. part of one of his uh, elite teams. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. The uh, yeah, so the high school invitational um, game that was um, last year in Palmerston North. Was the 20, 20 high school boys, twenty high school girls, just the top prospects in New Zealand? Um, that I guess Stephen selected and picked throughout New Zealand to come over, which was a mean experience, especially getting a knowledge and the lifestyle from him. Obviously, being over in Oklahoma, um, getting his perspective of things, and especially in America, and coming from like a small town boy, and obviously going to a obviously going a star in Oklahoma, becoming yeah. one of the big three. So he kind of gave us an eye opener of what it's like and obviously just to be Kiwi and going over there like he's kind of the only Kiwi doing a big thing over there at the moment besides our college players that are there because he still keeps himself authentic New Zealand right exactly yeah, it doesn't change because that lifestyle of America is quite attractive you know we yeah. grew up looking at it like want to be a part of it um, and it's different but he's um, he, he just makes sure that he stays Kiwi yeah exactly you can tell by, especially by his league fit too like he wears like Stony Creek yeah. <laughs> like, hunting and fishing clothes every day as well like that yeah so he, yeah he makes everyone know that he's New Zealand your influences growing up who did you model your, your game over like, um, like to compare yourself to someone like in NBA who are you looking yeah. up to I guess I kind of I mean, I don't like to compare myself, you know, I think I'm like my own individual. That's cool. kind of what I model myself as. Good. Like, I have my own kind of game. And obviously, when you grow up, you idolise people and you want to pick off people and use some of their moves because that's how great players are made. You obviously learn from other people. Mm. But I kind of idolise and kind of my own person. But I guess the, I guess my favourite player or someone I idolise was uh, Charles Barkley growing up. Speak about it, why? Yeah, I guess when I was at my first World Cup, um, when you're there, they do player like comparisons the people that you are and that was my comparison obviously when I was at the World Cup so I've kind of always stick with it just to have his game his physical aspect I mean he can shoot the boy he can get up and he just rebounds he just does all those little things so that was kind of the main reason why I guess I idolised him and then obviously yeah Dylan Boucher as well he's been a huge mentor for me in my life so yeah so Dylan Boucher speak about that uh, relationship you got with him yeah he's pretty close he's pretty close to my old man too and my family he's just he's always been there for us and for me as well and if I ever need any advice or anywhere to go to he's always the go-to guy Yeah. so um and he's helped me a long way through basketball too obviously um with, with post work most of all my post moves and my post work has come from him yeah. he's kind of the main reason he's that's got, helped me throughout my he's life he's got some so. skills down low man yeah nah. he's low key man he's yeah, just nah, um, he's good. he is he's awesome um other thing we'd like to speak about your time at Prolific yeah. um the opportunity at the time you played against a certain player, certain guy who's pretty social media well blowing up. <laughs> yeah. Triple B in the house. Yeah. Playing Lamello Ball. How did that go? Yeah, no, it was pretty unreal, especially being coming from like a small New Zealand and going over to America and then usually like before I went over, you know, you're watching all these yeah. guys on your phone, and you're like, oh, like they're doing big things over there and I never thought the day would come when I'd I guess play Mello and play James Wiseman, Kyrie Walker, yes. oh yes, Cole Anthony. Mm. All those kind of guys, which is pretty unreal. But I guess it was just like, when you got there, you just got to take the opportunities that are given to yes. you. So I kind of took that on hand. And um, yeah, just like found out we're playing Mallow and flying to Ohio to play him, which is pretty crazy. And just like, the whole aspect is just so different. Like, you might be a good player in New Zealand here and people kind of like praise you, but over there it's pretty unreal. Like, turns up in a Lambo, like, <laughs> has all this crowd. Low key. Yeah, film crew following him everywhere and all these kids and girls and everything all just all over him and he just... What's the man like? What's the kid like? 
Good kid. Yeah, he's a good dude. Nice player too. Like yeah. very, very. He's not um, overrated at all. I reckon. Like what you what you see is just what he's actually like. Mm. And he's a good kid too. He's not cocky. He's very humble. Yeah, I suppose he gets that perspective from like you know from dad and yeah. his brothers. But even his brothers, they they're pretty low key as well, right? Yeah, no, nah, he he is, and especially he does like. I mean, when he was on the court, and he was just warming up here with cameras following everywhere, and like he just didn't worry about them. He was just focusing on his team and the, tough, the game. Right? Yeah, very tough, especially at a kid that age as well, just having to, I guess, having all this attention on you, everyone all over you, it's kind of, it would be pretty unreal, but I guess he's kind of developed and known that since growing up, especially with his brothers, um, having that, paving that pathway for him and he just carrying it on, it's just, mm-hmm. you know, he's done a good job at it. Yeah, but your, your time over in America, what else can you talk about? Um, yeah, no, nah, it was pretty crazy, I mean, I probably changed to the, traveled to the most I guess well-known places in America just at my time there, basically traveling every weekend from over to East Coast to West Coast. I mean, I guess some of the highlights, I guess when we tra- yeah, obviously traveling to Ohio, Dayton, when we played Mellow, but Washington, Chicago, I guess Denver, Texas, Tennessee, mm. kind of all over those places. That's where we were traveling to every, every weekend to play games. That was probably the highlight, just being able to, and then short span of time I was there, um, well, four or five months, that's still a long time, but obviously it's a short time to be able to travel to all those places. Yeah. But in that short time, to be able to experience that lifestyle and the places in different, in America, the different places in America, was just, yeah, that was probably my highlight of being able to do that. Comparison, New Zealand <coughs> to America. I know it's massive. I've been there myself yeah. and I've seen it, but to be involved in the culture of just being in that team environment, yeah. what's the difference? I guess the yeah, culture and the environment is very different. That's what I kind of struggled with my first two weeks there. Because mm. obviously in New Zealand, and when you're a team, you're a family, you're, a, I guess, your brotherhood, or everyone's just together. You have that big whānau feel. But over there, it's kind of very individualised because everyone's trying to get their own place yeah. over there. So especially when you play, it's a lot of, even the style of play over there. We're, over in New Zealand, we're a lot of team play. You might be the best player, but you don't have to score 40 points a night as long as your team gets the win. But over there, it's a lot individualized I guess isolation and getting highlight plays making those mixtapes but that's kind of not what it's all about that's what I kind of struggled with when I was there to start off with yeah obviously it was a big shock I was by myself over there had no family no no one over there uh, except for family I met there obviously I, I had a few rallies that were living in um, San Francisco but obviously being by myself with prolific especially traveling and being able to play I had to learn and kind of it was a big mental game that was kind of mm. my mental block that got me over the line being able to, I guess, sort it out myself, and that's kind of how it helped me mature in my time over there too. Coaching styles different, um, <clears throat> yeah. Like you said, again, there's a lot of people that's just competing just to make themselves push themselves forward, which is not a selfish thing whatsoever, right? Yeah. Yeah. So coaching different. Yeah, I guess they're just a lot more intense than New Zealand. <laughs> a lot of yelling, a lot of screaming, all for the right reasons though. They're all just trying to get you better, but it's just, like, that's just how Americans are. They're kind of yeah. all up in your face. Quite going passionate at, about what they're doing. Yeah, very passionate of how they play and how they're doing. They just, I guess they all kind of want you to succeed, but it's just making sure you know the right people because obviously it's a lot politi- more political over there. Yeah, And the threat is real over there because your position's not guaranteed, right? Like they, not at There's all. so many different kids that are banging at the door to try and get yeah. to where you are right I mean you might be obviously being one of the top prospects in New Zealand uh, when I was in high school it's a lot different from going over to America when you're a nobody mm. so it's kind of that's what I 
thought about when I went over there is like no one knows who I am so I kind of need to make my own name while I'm over here yeah create my sure. own kind of pathway in America too not only just in New Zealand but in America so that's what I what I, it took me a little while it took me a few few weeks or maybe a month or so to kind of get my groove on with playing and once I did that and found my way that's kind of what I did making name against big people when we're playing and yeah that's kind of how my time and time in the states went just from yeah just from doing that yeah so how you doing now man what's 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 good at the moment yeah, uh, yeah, coming back playing for the Hawks, obviously getting good development against professional guys. Obviously training with yeah with Ethan and Dion um, with the Hawks. Obviously their main, main um, players in the Hawks team, especially being in the Tall Blacks as well. Mm. So they're good players to learn off. So this year, especially this season with the NBA, it's just a lot of learning curve. Um, learning a lot from the players, learning from Coach Zico and Coach Morgan. Um, not always being the main guy, that's kind of uh, a big learning curve too. Obviously playing a lot of minutes in Rosmini and New Zealand team and being the main dude and you're coming over here to a professional team with adults. I mean, some of them could be old enough to be my dad. That's kind of, <laughs> yeah. kind of the main Straight reason. Up. Yeah. yeah, so it's kind of learning that too and be able to understand Just restarting yourself, eh? Just, um, yeah, just having that, that simple goal in mind and just making sure you bide your time right eh? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's kind of the main reason. And just learn, knowing at a young, especially learning that at a young age, if you're able to pick up that now, then obviously you'll be set for life, kind of being able to understand. Um, quick question is um, how do you think you're perceived like how do you think people will see you I know I know a couple of kids that they, they look up to you man because they yeah. see you as like um, this guy can make it I can too but what, how do you think you're perceived I guess it's just obviously because you play with a lot of emotion right yeah a lot yeah. of emotion a very physical player a lot of emotion I guess that's kind of what gets me going during the games yes but I guess I didn't realise until I got back home like Obviously, yeah, I knew I, was, I knew I was a good player in New Zealand. Obviously, had kids look up to me, obviously, because I get back and I was coaching them and stuff in Auckland too. But I guess playing against some of those big names in America and coming back home and then knowing all these kids like, hey, we watched you on TV, you play for this and play for that. It was kind of like an unreal feeling, like mm. having no idea, especially when I come home. Um, I went straight home and saw my mum. I hadn't seen my mum for ages and I went and watched um, the three-on-three tournament. Uh, the secondary schools I went down there and just to catch up with all my boys and family there and just the amount of kids that come up to you and you know have photos sign autographs it was just pretty it was it's an unreal, unreal right? feeling yeah. yeah and just I just kind of felt like honoured and kind of blessed that it was I guess it was me because I didn't think of it like that I'm just me trying to <laughs> make my future and part my future for me and just having that was kind of yeah it was cool no that is and that's um, like I said again it's probably the dream right you try and be a role yeah. model and that sort of regards because like I said we talk about Mallow Ball he hasn't got that sort of uh you know, freedom to do what he wants, however yeah. he wants. But um, yeah, man, I think you are paving the the, the way for quite a lot of kids. Um, like what I like to say is, best piece of advice did you be ever given? Um, probably one recently, actually. Oh, I got a couple. So yeah, I guess from from Coach Matt Lacey was always trained like a college coach was watching. So that was kind of throughout my high school career because that was the main goal when I was in high school, get to college after school, high school. So that was probably the main main piece of advice I've given but another one it was from Polder um, Winnie Tunnel was just no mercy like especially when you're playing mm. so when you're on the court obviously even if it's your brother you're playing against your best friend you're obviously no mercy on the court you're battling going hard but then off the court it's kind of like your brothers again so it's like you're just when you're on the court you're competing you're obviously competing for a place competing for a dub and when you're off the court you can do what you want to do off the court okay. awesome yeah. and just finally what would your what would you say to the future up and coming ballers to give them the advice for what they need to do to get forward wherever yeah. they want to do. I guess see, see your goals high don't see them so small 
like there's no reason why you can't be your goal is to be I guess the league MVP in the NBA like there's no reason why like the sky's your limit my mum always says says that as well a lot to me um and just yeah obviously get in the gym like when people are sleeping that's the main reason when you can mm. get all your um working um and obviously yeah just keep competing and just keep having a desire to win and there's no reason why um your competitiveness will overrule you at all like so a lot of people in New Zealand take competitiveness differently especially if you're trying to compete and winning they take it a lot uh, differently here compared to America when you're over in America competing that's what they love but in America it's taken the wrong way yeah yeah and so that that's kind of a big thing I guess they should I guess focus on too going up like the world's your oyster so you can do kind of whatever you like yeah 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 just keep grinding and just keep going and obviously it's Basketball's so much bigger than just in New Zealand, it's all over the world. Uh, and uh, and another question is too, it's good to see you in black and white, man. Yeah. <laughs> Under 19s, I know my boy Clifton Bush, he's, he yeah. can't stop talking high about, highly about you, getting ready for under 19s, playing against your te- old, old teammates, old schoolmates. How's yeah. it going to feel? How are you going to go with that? It would be a bit different too. I was kind of, I'm a nah about, I guess, playing under 90s because my main reason was to come back home, uh, work on my body and obviously play for the Hawks. Yeah. But obviously just a lot of these guys followed me when I was away and I had no idea and then Bushy was really wanting me, I guess, to come play under 90s yeah. and I guess I wasn't. I mean, obviously I was could have been back to Harbour because those were my guys at it, but it's just good to be able to play with a different set of guys and obviously test yourself competing against all your boys you grow up with, obviously playing for a different team and a different environment to be able to test yourself against them too, which is kind of good. So no, I'm excited to be able to play with the boys and I know the boys are too, even though I don't notice it that much, but I guess Polder and Cliffy are telling me too how the boys are... Just, I guess, it opens their eyes up too to be able to... Got to play alongside you, man. Yeah, awesome. play alongside me, which would be cool. So, now, yeah, looking forward to it. Awesome. Hey, Mitchell Dance, thank you very much. I know that you're going to do big things. And um, like I said again, bro, it's great to have you. And thank you. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. Well, there it is. End of the show. Thank you very much for taking the time out with us. Here at Showtime Balling, Balling All Levels, the podcast. Make sure to check us on Instagram and Facebook for all updates. And make sure to keep it locked in. We'll see you next time. Peace.